welcome to church. Live streamers, we welcome you. We thank you that you have taken time out from your morning to join us and to sit at the feet of Jesus to be trained and taught in the word of God. Amen? Amen. If you need a title, I'm going to still talk about hungering and thirsting because we, we need to keep with this stuff. I mean, we need to know it, but then we have to keep with it. And that's a whole nother scenario, isn't it? <laughs> so let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you for this time together, this day that you have made and given to us. We will purpose as your body, as your church, Father, to rejoice in this day, Lord God. We thank you for the living word. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, we thank you that we are disciples. We are learners, Father. We are, we are coming after you, Lord God, and seeking you out, Lord. So we thank you in the name of Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, these things will be done. Amen. Amen. Um, Okay, so I started last time I was up here in Matthew 5, 6, and that was blessed are the hungry and the thirsty that are after righteousness because they're going to be filled. And that was, that was the scripture that I started with because I want us to remember we should have a hunger and a thirst. We should go on from the day of our salvation to be discipled. We know we're the ones doing this, but I have seen too many times too many people grow cold on the things of God. They were enthused about it. They were seeking after God. They were excited. They were a part of a body, not just this body, other bodies too, but they were a part of the local church, and then all of a sudden they weren't anymore, and it didn't matter so much to them. But I want to tell you that when Pastor Morgan and I begin to come in to the body of Christ and understand what the body was about, that is what one of the things that spoke to us about the hunger in the people. You could see it. You could witness it. There was an atmosphere that was different because of the hunger of the people. And we recognized it. And, you know, we're, we were tiny, tiny babies in Christ, but we could recognize something. Something was happening. There was a reality in the people. Amen? And that's important. So I didn't finish when I was up here last month, and I just want to finish some thoughts about hungering and thirsting because I've been in the Word for a long time, more than half of my life now, and you know what? I'm hungering and I'm thirsting after God. I know it because it's not something out here that brings hunger and thirst. It's what's happening inside of us that brings hunger and thirst. And we have to, we've got to recognize it. We've got to realize it. We've got to be persuaded in it because I can't stay hungry and thirsty for any of you. And you can't stay hungry and thirsty for any of me. Your hunger and thirst can witness before me, and that's good because that's what was happening when Pastor Morgan and I came into a body of believers. That's exactly what was happening. We could realize it. We witnessed it. We could see it. We could hear it. Amen? So, um, so I, let me just go over a little bit about last time about the book of Acts. When those people were converted in Acts chapter 2, it says they continued steadfastly. 
They continued in what they had come into. It didn't grow cold to them. It didn't grow old to them. They were continuing. They were gathering together. It says they had joy. They had gladness about where they were, who they had found, what they had found. And they daily, 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 daily did this. They continued in prayer, breaking of bread, communion, having their meals together, being taught, learning, learning of whom they had said yes to. And that was a hunger and a thirst in the book of Acts, in the people. It wasn't, okay, I got this, I'm good now, and they went off to their own self. No, they stayed together. They stayed in unity, and God could add to them. And you know what? Not only did he add to them, but they were growing. They were strengthened. They were growing strong. Because, let's face it, you know they came under persecution. But they were growing strong and holding steadfast. And part of that was that hunger, that thirst, and that unity that they came together. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. That's exactly what I want to talk about this morning. So turn with me to Psalm 107, verse 9. We've got to be persuaded. We've got to be convinced. We've got to know that we know that we know that if I'll stay in the Word and I'll stay under a ministry that will teach the Word and train me in the Word, then these things will come to pass. I will become the thirsty and the hungry. You know, I had to grow into this. And once I grew in, now I have to keep with it. Because I've seen too many people. Over a period of time, it's like it doesn't matter anymore. But it always matters. If you think about a natural hunger and thirst, you seek it out. You look for food. You look for drink. Now, let me just say this because it's just come up in me. I suppose you could um, be sustained on just junk food, snack food. But you know what? Eventually it would catch up with you. Eventually. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being a spiritual hunger, a spiritual thirst that you can only get from the Word and by the Spirit of God. Yeah. Only. You will not get it out there in the world. You won't get it in man's way. You won't get it in the best book you've ever read. I don't care what it is. You cannot get it like that. You have to understand who we are. We're a spiritual being. Therefore, it's a spiritual hunger. It's a spiritual righteousness. It's a spiritual thirst. It's spiritual. It's in the unseen, but it's supposed to be manifesting into the seen, which is why Pastor Morgan and I, it was manifesting in the body, and that's why we could recognize it even though we were babies. I mean, baby, 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 babies. But we could recognize, wait a minute, this is real. There's something here. Amen. All right, so 107.9, I'm reading from the New King James today. It says, for he, God, satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Your soul, part of our soul is our thought life. Part of our soul is our will. Part of our soul is our emotions. And that part of us, we have to 
renew our mind so that that can be restored. I've had a lot of things that were in me that were not right, but I never, I never like struggled to get them right. I, I began to get hungry. I began to get thirsty. I stayed. It kept me more in the word of God. It kept me more um, seeking after God, having that longing, wanting to be discipled. I wanted to be discipled. I wanted to come under the authority of God and his word and a ministry that would stand up and teach and preach me the word. You know, that just, it just grew up in me is what happened because I stayed in the word. I stayed in this word and those things grew in me. And as, as I began to hunger and thirst more, I was able to see there's things in the soulish realm. I need to do something about these things. I mean, I used to have a lady, she's in heaven now. I went to church with her for years and years and years and years. Bless her heart, she'd say to me, Hugh Ellen, why don't you ever get in the pulpit and tell some horrible things about your life? <laughs> I'd say, well, if you're looking for specific horrible things, I don't have those things. I said, I can't get in the pulpit and lie and try to tell you what a horrible life I had and then how I was totally delivered through Jesus. I said, but I was a sinner. I was going to hell as that good person which really concerns me about a lot of good people because I was one of them. I recognize that. You can go to hell and you're a good person. You're trying your hardest. You're trying your best. You're serving what you think you know, to, who you know to serve and how you know to serve. And yet the Bible clearly, that was one of the first things I saw. The Bible clearly says to me, if you're not keeping the commandments of God, you don't love God. But if you'd have met me on the street, <clears throat> Dr. Rich and Miss Kathy, and you'd have said... Are you going to heaven? I just stood right in your face and said yes. And when you said, why do you think that? This is what I would have said, church. I just said, because I was born and raised in the church, and I've never left the church. No clue that I was the church. <laughs> None. The church was a building. It was an institution. I was doing my best. Good people going to hell seriously so it's important church that we stay with we know we're not going to be in hell but we need to stay with the hunger and thirst or how can we grow how can we go through life's hardships you know there's going to be hardships everybody has them how are we going to go through these things we're going to look at that i've got a really good scripture in the message that explains that whole thing to us and it's encouraging but it also is sobering you know, you can't just be ha, ha, he, he all the time. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got to go to the nitty-gritty. you got to look at yourself like I look at me and say, wait a minute. Some of these things in me do not line up with the word of God. Amen. But the Bible tells us he will surely satisfy that longing soul and he will fill the hungry soul. So I can learn, I can lean into him i can yearn for him i can long for him it's a desire surely you know i used to have a desire to search out antiques i could get up at four in the morning and take off somewhere for an antique all day and i went to work the very next day and i did what i was supposed to do but I, that was seeking i could seek it because i had a desire for it everybody knows what a desire is 
We all have them. We just have to get them going in the right direction towards God. We have to get, we have to get them going in the right direction towards God. Have to. Um, go back with me to Psalm 63. You know, David, I got to give it to David. He did mess up, but what did he do? He always went back to God. He, was, he wasn't even regenerated like we were. He wasn't born again, but he knew go back to God. Go back to the commandments. Go back to the laws. Go back to God's rule. Go back. Hunger and thirst will bring you back. You won't be, they wandered off and we've not seen them low this many years. No. Back. Hunger and thirst will bring you right back. I don't go out in my yard and look in the well to find food. I go right back to my refrigerator because that's where food belongs in my house or in the pantry. And so I never have to wonder about, oh, I'm in the closet, I'm out in the yard, uh, you know, I'm in the storage. No, I know where that food is. That food is in my pantry and my refrigerator. Do we remember and know where is our food? Where is that place to be satisfied and filled? It's in the word of God by the Spirit of God, in the corporate anointing of God, in His presence with other believers that we're all, you know, the best that we can do. We're going in the same direction. There's nobody here that tries to pull me down and pull me off and pull me out. Not once have I ever come in, in among us, our body, and had someone say, why are you here? You don't need to be here. Not once. And that's what's happening in the church, that's what's got to happen in us. That hunger has to come alive. That thirst has to come alive. And then we have to stick with it. you got to stick with the hunger and thirst. Spiritually, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. And it will keep us turning back to God. It will keep us with a repentive heart. You know, people that say they never have to repent, you're not paying attention. I'm sorry, but you're not. If you're paying attention, you will be having a repentive heart. Praise God for the repentive heart. All right, so 63, oh, 63.5. It says, my soul, this was David speaking. Can we not say this to ourselves, though? We definitely should be able to have a hunger and thirst and be satisfied. We have the whole ghost now in us amen we've received christ it says my soul shall be satisfied this is good as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips that marrow and fatness trance out abundance my soul shall be satisfied with abundance i'm talking about our soul satisfied that we don't get dissatisfied, that we don't get offended, that we don't get whatever, disappointed, whatever, throw in the towel, give up, walk away. No, the Bible clearly tells me my soul can be satisfied with the abundance of God. David knew it. Look how much better that we are in a spiritual condition. We have to know ourselves. I'm not this body. I'm not this, you know, good attitude. I'm not this personality. I'm not this friendly person. I'm not this fun-loving person. 
bottom line is I'm a spiritual being and I'm telling you I'm working on being conformed to the image of my God. I'm going to bring forth that image whenever and however I can. His image. Because I brought forth other images. They're not his image. And we have to realize these things. And we have to go after them. And the only way to go after them is to stay with the hunger and the thirst. You've got to have a longing. You've got to have a desire. You've got to have a yearning for God. Not good enough just to, you know, we show up, we did our thing for... I did that already. I did that in religion. Faithfully doing religion. Faithfully. Faithfully. So it's hard to talk to me about it because always, always, it's sad when the local newspaper in a town thinks it's something that four generations of people have gone to the same church and they make you, they bring the newspaper and they set you up there like some kind of prize and they take your you they take your picture and they spread it all over the paper that means nothing if you could have come inside our household we were living any old way we felt like but yet to them we're going to set this four generations of people we got them here we're going to take their picture we're going to hold them up like like what you don't even know what we're doing behind the closed door but yet, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a reality. I'm hungry for God. I'm thirsty for him. I will be satisfied. I will be fed. And I will be given drink. And I will not become de a dehydrated Christian, a starved-to-death Christian. It really it. You know, even saying that is a little upsetting. <laughs> because that does not honor God, and it does not glorify him. It does not. Amen? Woo, amen. So, this is what some other translations say about Psalm 63 and verse 5. This is good. One, it says that we are to be fully satisfied from the inward, the inward parts that the abundance is inward first and then comes outward. You know, we get that mixed up. We get the cart before the horse, don't we? I want everything out here. Please straighten up, line up. It's never going to happen. It has to come from the inside out. That's where the word comes. That's where faith is um, born. That's where hope comes from. Everything that you can see in the word comes from the inward first. It comes from the unseen first. So we don't have to get discouraged. We don't have to, you know, get despondent over these things because I'm not seeing something. We're going we're gonna to trust that it's in the unseen. There'll be a day to bring it forth, and let's get on with bringing it forth. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is a good, good, good way of life. It's an awesome way of life. Another thing says it's this. It says that sometimes we're so busy looking, looking at the external that we miss there's things happening in us. Things are happening in you. They're happening in me. But I'm so focused on the external things that don't line up with God's word that I don't even, 
I don't even have that knowledge or that understanding or realization that, wait a minute, I'm, I'm growing, I'm hungry, I'm thirsting after God. I'm going to be filled, I'm going to be satisfied. It's going to turn around. It's going to come right. But now, if you're, if you're believing for the same thing for 46 years, you might not be believing like you think you are because things should turn around. You know, they should be turning around. I always look at myself like that. Is something changing, Hugh Ellen? Anything? Can I see anything changing? Or am I right back in the same rut? You know, who used to say that? They used to say it all the time about, about a rut is just an open-ended grave. You're still in the grave and we should be out. We should be out, amen? You've got you to get out. But we've got to stop looking at this external. And we've got to understand we can be fully satisfied. One of the best books I ever read was The um, Satisfied Life by Dr. Dennis Burke. Y'all, if you have the book, you need to read through it again. If you don't have the book, I believe we have some in the bookstore, I think. But that's what it was, the satisfied life. Not any satisfaction, but the satisfied life that's in Christ, in the Word, by the Spirit. We have the Word. We have the Spirit. We're in Christ. We can attain to satisfaction. We can actually stay in that place of hunger and thirst and be filled and be satisfied. We can do this. We can surely, surely do this. All right, let's go on to Psalm 119. This is really good. You know, God, I believe God put things in his word so that when we think we're like getting a little bit, uh, I'm not so hungry anymore. No one can tell that but you. No one can tell that but me, for me. I ought to know, and you know, I'm not that hungry anymore. I skip meals all the time now. Because, you know, in the natural, I can skip a lunch and a breakfast. I can actually do that day after day after day. Is that really right, do you think? Probably not. But spiritually, you can't keep skipping meals that are being prepared for you. The word that wants to be fed to you. God has a place for, you, for us to be fed that word. But yet, no, I'm not being fed. I don't receive it. I don't take it with me. I don't guard it. I don't keep it. See, the hungry, the thirsty does all those things. We're guarding. We're keeping. We're paying attention. We want to we take something with us. I know I don't take everything out of here that's taught. Of course not. But I make sure I take something. One morning when I was sitting on this front row years ago now on the front row I had I'm sitting there and the Holy Ghost Pastor Bob's preaching and teaching and the Holy Ghost plainer than day on the inside of my thoughts said everything's falling at your feet and when it's time to leave you're going to get up and walk out with nothing I'm sitting right on the front row in the face being taught but Oh, tears welled up in my eyes, and I shook that thing off and said, Lord, that'll, I'll never do this again. Honestly, at that time, I didn't even understand how I had come to that. I didn't know, but that's what I'm talking about. When you get a hunger and a thirst, you can know, because God, God will get it to you. I praise God for that day. Who knows where I would be? We don't know, because I, I, didn't, leave, I didn't leave here with nothing. I purpose that will never happen again. 
I will never, never leave the word at my feet because that's not where the word belongs. And from that day to this, no, sir. That's not going to be me. Not going to be me. Amen. Woo. Okay, so um, one nineteen and verse 20. All right, we're going to talk about. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. My soul breaks with longing, seeking for your judgments at all times. Let me tell you about some things about that need broken in our soul. Doubt and unbelief need to be broken. Um, your own way, how you used to do things, needs to be broken. Mine needs to be broken. Mine's still continuing to be broken. I'm so glad when things come up and I go, oh, okay, I'm going to get on the word. I'm going to break that thing. That thing's going to get off of me. And sometimes that's what has to happen in the word. When you're hungry and thirsty, that spiritual place that you get into it will break our soul. It doesn't crush us to the point of, oh my gosh, we never recover, but it breaks those things that shouldn't be in your soul. And we never think like that, do we? We don't think like that. But see, honestly, this was David, but now we're over here in Christ, and the Word of God can break things out and off my soul. That's what renewing our minds about. And then the soul's being restored. There's things, you know, if you could see it, and I could see it in the soulish realm, there's things being put under our feet all the time. There's things being, you know, we just saw the guy dancing about crushing under our feet. You got to stand up to put something under your feet. If I laid flat on my back here, my feet would be up like that. There'd be no, no pressure, would there? My foot would not be on anything not binding or holding down anything, not crushing anything. But yet I, honestly, I know this is hard to think, but sometimes that's my confession. Lord, I need things broken off of my soul. I actually tell him that. I'm not talking to the enemy. I'm talking to God because the Bible says, my soul breaks for the longing and the seeking of you. David was so hungry and so thirsty that actually he would turn back to God even in the messes he made. And he made messes. He made bad choices. Amen? But yet, here's what it says. My soul breaks. Another um, thing says, these are good. This is two other um, translations. Are you ready? When it talks about breaking the soul, it says then you can constantly feel a hunger to understand God. How many times have you thought, I'll never understand this, or someone's told you, you can't. I love that. People would tell me, me and Pastor Morgan all the time when they first realized we were in the Word. They're like, you can't understand God by reading the Bible. I so I'd say this. Okay, we don't just read the Bible, but we brought ourselves into a ministry that will stand up and teach the whole council. When we'd say the whole council, they'd like, all the Bible? I'd say, all the Bible, and honestly, we are coming to understand it. And here's the scripture. It says it. 
You can constantly feel a hunger to understand God. The other one says you can continually be consumed. I love this. I'm not here, but I'm, I know it, and I'm going that way, y'all. Oh, my gosh, I'm, I got my hunger and my thirst up with me, and I'm going this way. It says you can continually be consumed with longing to desire God's ruling in all things. We know this because we're taught about how you need to know about acknowledge, acknowledging God in all your ways so that he can speak to you, so he, know, he can tell you this way, you're not going this way. This isn't the right way. This isn't the right way. But yet it says you can do this. You can continually be consumed. And that's what a hunger, my point being, a hunger and a thirst, you will be consumed with the right things. Not, not consuming things that just take, off, take you off somewhere or worry you or, or, you know, or fret you or cause anxiety. There's not a thing wrong with constantly being consumed with God. It's only good. It's only going to be satisfaction. Don't be the one that says, I just can't get it. Yes, you were created to get it. You can get it. The catcher Smith doesn't jump up and say, I cannot catch a ball. No, you're made to catch a ball. You are. You're made to catch hold of faith. You're made to understand the word of the Lord. You're made to know God. That was the other thing. Hugh Allen, don't be ridiculous. Nobody can know God. You can know him. He loves you. He created you. He created me and loves me. He wants to lead me. He wants to guide me. There's too many songs. You know, we sing songs about our soul longing. We sing songs about being led. We sing, sing songs about all of these things. Those just aren't fancy words. We're singing the word. We're singing where, how, and why we can stay hungry, we can stay thirsty, and there's nothing wrong with it. And the things that need to be broken out of our life can be broken out. They can be broken out. You know, I can refuse a lunch, I can refuse a breakfast, but we don't want to be spiritually refusing the Word of God or the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus that this ministry will embrace the Holy Spirit, God on the earth and in the earth and in the believer. How can you not? I mean, really, how can we not embrace the Holy Spirit and welcome him? <laughs> Woo! Holy, holy, holy. Um, okay, um, let's go. I'm going to read this in the message. It's Colossians um, chapter 1, and I'm going to read 5 to 12. I read part of this last time, but I'm going to continue on in it because this puts it right where it is. <laughs> this is right on the path, and this is what we need to think about, about when we hunger and thirst. The message says, the message is as true among you today as when you first heard it. We should never be growing cold, never. Not ever. We should never get so comfortable with the things of God that, you know, we're just lackadaisical about it. Take it or leave it. 
It doesn't diminish and it never weakens over time. It's the same all over the world. The message, this is good, bears fruit and it gets larger and stronger just as it has in you and in me. Oh, glory to God. From the very first day you heard and you recognize the truth of what God is doing, it's when you recognize and you take hold of a truth. Everyone is in a different place, but we're still taking hold of truth. We're still living out the truth that we know. It says, ever since that very first day you heard and recognized the truth of what God is doing, you've been hungry for more. That's us. That's how I'm supposed to be operating and functioning. That's my life now. I'm staying hungry. I want more of God. Listen to this. It says vigorous, talking about the word, in you now, truth, as when you learned it from our friend and close associate, Epaphras. Then it goes on to say he's one reliable worker for Christ. I could always depend on him. He's the one who told us how thoroughly love had been worked into your lives by the Spirit. Now, let's pick up in verse 9. Be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped this is what's happening. We pray every Tuesday like this for, for the body, this body. Because we know what's been taught here. We know who we're embracing. We know the direction we're going. Now listen to this. We haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits that are attuned to his will. And so acquire a thorough understanding. Whoo! of the ways in which God works. Don't let someone tell you you're wasting your time. You can't understand God. We're the hungry. We're the thirsty. We're not wasting our time. We're understanding our God. We pray that you'll live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have the strength to, this is good, y'all, the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Not the grim strength, get this, of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives. The hungry and the thirsty, we are strengthened, and it's according to his glory. We're not just, you know, buckling down and trudging through this life. We're going in this life strong. We're going wise. We're going knowledgeable. We're going pleasing to God. Amen? It says the glory strength God gives. It is the strength that endures the unendurable. It spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything that's bright and beautiful that he has for us. It's not about being, you know, beaten down, beaten up. And we're just going to trudge through. We're just going to suffer through. That's not God's life and will for us. Right. It tells you right in the scripture. That's not the way God operates. He takes no pleasure in seeing us having to struggle. And he's not teaching us through struggle. He's given us the word. Praise the Lord that the word has now been written down. It's been transcribed. 
I can stick with the word, stay in the word, develop hunger, develop thirst, never, never be satisfied except from God. That's where my satisfaction is. That's where my nourishment comes from. That's where my um, 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 victory comes from. Everything comes from this word. Everything comes from being joined together. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, let's go to another scripture. Um, Proverbs 13, 19. These are so good. Oh, my gosh. I have, you know, usually... I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but, but we still need to hear it. Usually the people that say you can't know God, you can't understand God, they won't give him time. They give him no time. They give him no acknowledgement. They give him no attention. Come on. You give some attention to the Lord, he's going to start showing you stuff. He's going to start. Amen. 13, 19. I mean, there... Y'all, there are so many scriptures about being satisfied in Christ. So many. So many. It says in 19, A desire accomplished, realized, or fulfilled is sweet to the soul. So if we stay hungry, if we stay thirsty, should we see desires fulfilled and realized? I think we should. If we're the one always saying, no, 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 I don't ever get any of my desires. Maybe our desires aren't in line with God. Maybe they're not in tune with the will of God and the life that God has for us. Because no other desire, whether it's a situation, circumstance, or a person, no other desire is going to feed you and nourish you and satisfy and fulfill you like God's desire. I'll share a quick story. When Pastor Morgan and I were 40 years old, we had made plans. We got married at 20. So for 20 years, we kept our nose clean financially. We didn't get into debt because we knew that when we were 40, we were going to sell what we had, and we were going to leave and go to another state, and we were going to make a life there. That was our plan, our desire. We worked it. We worked it. It worked, too. We were, not, we were in really good shape at 40 years old, but at... 36 years old because now we're in the word and we're being trained we know we're never going to have that desire fulfilled we know it no we won't be leaving and going to another state we won't sell everything and you know what right there we had a big decision to make I know it seems like that wasn't a decision oh it was a decision it was our whole dream for 20 years but it wasn't God's dream. It was not his plan. It was not his purpose for us. And I can tell you sitting here today, even though once in a while we'll meet up with old, old friends, and they'll say, why didn't you ever, weren't you supposed to go thus and so, and what happened to that? God happened. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing about it. We could have never, I know it now on the other side of it, we could have never been fulfilled in that. Who knows what would have happened to us? We won't know. And bless God, I'm, I'm thankful we won't know. Because we're fulfilled, and we are in his plan. We are in his purpose, and we're going to keep going that way. And if we get off, we're going to, you know, be corrected. We're going to be disciplined because we're a disciple. You know, I'm sure the disciples didn't every day, Jesus say, 
Good job, good job. Oh, you are it today. You really perform. I'm sure sometimes, well, you know, because what about when they were supposed to be praying? Couldn't even do it for an hour. And Jesus said, not even an hour you couldn't stay and pray when I asked you to? I gave you a direction. So honestly, <laughs> well, I mean, I think about those things. They're serious things, but we just read over them quick. But think about that. He's getting ready to save the world. They couldn't even stay for an hour to pray. Now, you know they knew how to pray. <laughs> it's just like, whoo, I, I got to stay hungry and thirsty. I can't afford that. I know I can't afford that, amen? And you can't afford it either. We can afford to stay hungry and thirsty. We can afford to be filled and satisfied. We're going to be nourished and nurtured. We're going to be edified and built up. And we're going to keep on the path of God. We're going to keep on that abundant path. The abundance of God. Not the abundance of man, because man has an abundance too. Morgan and I have been offered that plenty of times. But we're already on the path of God, so we're going to stay on that path. Because we know on that path, it's going to be good abundance, satisfactory abundance, fulfilling abundance. And we're going to realize that it's God and he'll get the glory. Amen? Amen. 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 So, Father, whew, let's pray right now, y'all. Father, we thank you and we bless you, Lord, that you are a God that has revealed yourself to your church to your people, Lord God, that we are purposing, Lord, to stay hungry, to stay thirsty for you, Lord. We want to be built up a spiritual house by you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, that he is the minister, the teacher, the leader, the guide, the disciplinarian, Woo, the corrector in us, Lord God, that it's not far from us, that we can we can realize, Father, the good as well as the bad. We can take care of the bad, Lord God, and go on and live out the good, Father. I thank you for these days, Lord. These are your days. We will not give these days to the enemy. They're your days, and we will continue to live from the kingdom within. We'll continue, Lord, to be growing in you, Lord God, growing up, growing up, growing up, growing up strong and victorious, Lord. Growing up, Father, settled and steadfast and stable and set apart, Lord. Hallelujah. For your glory, Lord God. We thank you for the hunger. We thank you for the thirst, Father. And we thank you for a soul that's being restored by the renewing of our mind. Oh, through your word and by your spirit, Lord God, we glorify you. We glorify you, Lord. So grateful, Father, so thankful. We are a people that knows how to rejoice in our God. Glory to your name, Lord. You have to let that set on you, and you have to let it get in you. But if you don't let it set on you, it can't ever get in you. It must set on us. It has to. It has to become so real. That no matter what comes, it's not strong enough, it's not big enough, it's not bad enough to draw me away, to cause me not to stay with the hunger and thirst and continue to move forward and go forward, being compelled by love, not being pushed, not being made to, but compelled by love. 
that that's what the Father wants for us. Because at the end of every hunger and every thirst is satisfaction. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We thank you, Father, that Jesus is our head and we are the body, Lord. Never left alone, Father. We have direction. We have leadership, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord God. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Your goodness is enough, more than enough to satisfy us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, that was precious, y'all. That you know, time with the Lord is precious. I, I don't know how else to, I don't know another word for it. It's mighty, it's awesome, but then it's so precious that he loves us so much that he would take time so that we can know him and understand him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray for the offering. Father, or over the offering. Father God, we just thank you. We bless you, Lord God, that you have given us a way to give and to receive, a way to sow and to reap, a way to purpose in our heart, Lord God, for the good things, Father, that you have for us to be involved in, Lord God, that we're not trying, Father God, to negate your word. We're not trying to um, um, have dishonest gain, but we are looking to line ourselves up with your word concerning giving concerning finances, concerning reaping and sowing, concerning the purpose of our heart. It's all there in your word, and it does serve the body of Christ. So we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit that we're about these righteous acts of giving and receiving, Lord God, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Live stream, if you desire to sow a seed into this ministry, just go to the website, um, newlifefamilyworship.net, and you can send it through the giving link. If you have thoughts or questions or comments or prayer requests, please contact us. I believe we have to go through email now, but send us these things because we're a praying church. We do know about believing God, trusting God in this body, and we will take these things and we will put them under the authority of the word of God. And we, we, we will love you and support you in these things that you're going through. Amen? Amen. Amen.